Grisham line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take those off. I had a brief period where I liked wearing cans. Oh, yeah. Just too much pressure. Well, I don't know. It sounds weird, you know? Yeah. Are you a can man? I'm not really a can. I'm an Air Buds guy. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? I guess that's a good question. Or it's probably a terrible question. It depends what what the, what question, the question is. is. Yeah. Are, are Air Buds cans in this day and age? I guess they are. But you know what I find? I, we're 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 looking at a lot of planned obsolescence lately. I'm on a lot of meetings with people who have earbuds on. They sound like shit, and yep. it's because they're a couple of years old and they just and they're just terrible. And people love earbuds so much they like refuse to take them out. So they're just like, oh yeah, they are kind of broken, but then they keep them in, and then it's like, please just take them out. You're ruining it for everyone. So are the people the planned obsolescences I think or the earbuds? I think both. Yeah, get rid yeah, of them both. Yeah, yeah, they're a nightmare. See, I got um, some free AirPods uh, for signing up for something. I think it was cable. Oh, nice. Or not cable. Fios when I was living in Boston. It's oh. a good story so far. Um, <laughs> AirPods. AirPods Pro. Yeah. The best oh, of the ooh. best. Yeah. I don't know if I had... I don't, I don't know if mine are Pro. I'm not sure. And when I call people, they're like, what is happening? Are you there? <laughs> Hello. That's like all I get whenever I call people on them. No one can understand me. And then I did a, a Google search and a million people are like, yeah, my AirPods, mm-hmm. no one can hear me. This is a bad, yeah. this is a bad story. I can no. tell by your face. No, no, it's just triggering because it, <laughs> oh, okay. I, cause I've been that person, you know, on Which the other, one? On the the other, other e- the other end. And I have, I still have, I have AirPods now that are working and I, I fear the day that someone says, what's that? You right. Know? What's that? But not like that. That was me being yeah, excited yeah, about that. Yeah. But exactly. Huh? What's that? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Because like you commercial. can hear it. The hearing is fine. It's just the mic on them. The mic is the obsolescence. So what I might do is I just might lose touch with the people. You could go around. Oh, wait. You're just going to give up your friendships. Yeah, because it's expensive to get new AirPods. So Every... I, might, I might as well just keep the AirPods that sound bad and just become a shell it's just like yes. go within I like and this. just listen to podcasts and uh-huh. whatever or voicemails people can leave me voicemails you're a care. voice you're gonna become a voice you're gonna bring that back yeah and then I'll like text no them back leaves. they'll leave a voicemail I'll text them back that's how we'll communicate fuck them I, I was reading this story collection about this like new technology I got sort of bored with the book I didn't really like it but it's basically about a machine that is this <sighs> you buy like a, a stuffed animal one person gets to be the stuffed animal, but they can't communicate. Yeah. And the other person gets to basically all that they did is took a shower in front of the animals. Weird. <laughs> yeah. It's not where I thought that I was going. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish. That was like lots of shower talk in this book. Yeah. Books about showers. Not, I don't know. Yeah. doesn't really. A little too niche. At least Grisham. I don't think he mentions showering at all. Meh. No, there's definitely some showering in A Time to Kill. Because he gets all mm. like gross and he used to sleep at his office. Oh, yeah. And I think he, he like... Is long... that one next? A Time to Kill? I was reading some trivia and... I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I'm going to do that one again. I was reading some trivia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And apparently Grisham was pretty involved in this because he really liked the outcome. And he only sold the rights to A Time to Kill on the uh, promise that Schumacher would return to direct. So he, so what did he think about Firm and Pelican Brief? You know what? I guess he didn't 
I didn't look into it, but given that he wanted the double Schumacher. Right, and he he came and he was like explicitly said, this one I liked. Yeah. Was he asking for the double? Uh, fuck. I can't remember either Pollock, of them. Right? Pollock. Yeah. No. The double RE something or other. I forgot who made the other one. Yeah. He had an A in it. See, his name had an A. That's good enough for me. <laughs> uh, but I read the book. This is the yeah. first time I... So I've read three Grishams oh, now. man. And this is the first one that's aligned correctly with my Libby profile to dish out the Grisham in time for me to watch the movie. So this is actually a really good... Nice. Book to movie. Just, yes, that was one, two. Here's some trivia on my side. I might be the only person... That watch the client at seven thirty in the morning. I don't know. You don't think the client sort of calls those kind of people? I don't think anyone starts the day with the client. You <laughs> know, like <laughs> breakfast time, the client. You know. Did you um get any of it done yesterday? I did not. I was okay. supposed to, but then I also I really like to try to watch everything in one go. Yeah. I didn't want to do like fifteen minutes and then some dumb zoom with people you know yeah, to ruins. break up brad renfro you know right is that how grisham would have wanted it no. is that how schumacher would have wanted it no is that how my god would have wanted it your god definitely no no yeah i mean uh you i don't think you've listened to the podcast too much but i have come out uh, uh i've i've disclosed that cinema is my church i like that the director are my priests yeah the movie theater that's my uh, my church. That's great. Right, I already said church. It's like the physical church. I guess yeah. the the cinema is the the synecdoche church. Yeah, synecdoche is that right? I think so. Or are you something smaller to be the bigger thing? Yeah, synecdoche, right? Synecdoche, not the town, yeah, not the town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why he said that is because there's that weird like yeah. synecdoche. Dicky New York Kaufman movie mm-hmm. where he spells it wrong. He ruined the word and the town with that movie title. That movie's I weird. Think, I think they both were ruined before he came along, but I think he's just sort of combined them. Yeah, he just piled on. I mm-hmm. love that. That movie made me feel really sad and desperate I, in a way that no other movie has, other than maybe the, the his newest one. I only saw it once, and I can't remember much about it. He just gets confusing. old, right? Yeah. He just gets old. It's yeah. just about a movie about a young guy who's like, oh, I'm old, and this sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're, oh, yeah. The pot, and I just want to make sure you knew that the popcorn is my wafer. Okay. It's probably a really bad time to let you know I'm a Jehovah Witness. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. I welcome all. You can. You can get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> wait. That's wait. You're the ones that usually go to my door. Reverse. This is why I agreed to do the podcast because no one ever lets me in, so I right. have to let my you know. Right, this new COVID protocols for yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh phone fuck. on the ground. I felt it. Phone I on the ground. Felt it moving. Yeah, edit that one out and post. I don't know. Um, have you read the book, The Client? Or oh, sorry, th- by the way, this I is welcome. I, when, welcome to one without end. Welcome back to the Grishin verse, The Client. I think I read it when I was a young boy. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, this. So this movie came out what ninety four. It's a great question. I think so. I think he's somewhere around there. Yeah, so it was 93, was, 93, so 94. I, was 10, yeah. so I think there's a chance I read this around then. I mean, I read all this weird. I had this weird, like I was a pretty good reader, and my <laughs> mom loves books, and I think she was just like, please read whatever. And I think I just made this weird jump from like Hardy Boys to Grisham or something. 
So, That's a huge jump. Yeah. Did you ever do the the Redwall books? No. Really? Yeah. I make a lot of assumptions about you because I feel like we have very <laughs> similar. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I don't know. We're sort of similar. We went to the same school. Glasses. Yeah. We both um, wear jeans and layers yeah. and... Uh, like craft beer. I feel like craft we, beer. we could probably tell people we were cousins, you know? I think so, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and just, I've, I imagine that I read the chest, the Preston and Child books and the mm. Crichton books, which is sort of, I never right. got into Grisham, but it's like the same thing. I read thing. some Crichton, yeah. 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 I was like, you probably were a Redwall boy, but no, you didn't read the Redwall books. Because you didn't, you know, we're sharing the same existence. Like, that's so, you know, so nice. Piecemealed it. Yeah. Wow, I love that, yeah. that we get to just like, Combined forces here. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have any memories of the client, the book? I think I just remember being gripping. I remember, you know, identifying with the kid because like the kid's basically like around my age, probably when I read it. So, mm-hmm. and he's still, he's always your age. That's sort of like the always. beauty of yeah Grisham books. Grisham, yeah. Yeah, that boy. A time capsule. That would be weird if, if the characters aged <laughs> with the Every book. So you go back to read the client, and it's like the kid smoking a cigarette. He's like 50. He's like, <laughs> only one a day, mom. You do two a day. You're going to die, you fucking freak. Oh, my freak. God. Oh, there's, I, so, oh, there's so many greats. I loved, so I love the way it opens. I love how they're arguing over the credits. I love the mm. cigarettes. I love how like Mark is like a good, bad brother. You know, He's like the, a shitty brother, but he's yeah. a good brother. At the same time, it's very complicated. Um, and I love the stuff about about like is dad gonna die and he says something like I hope so or something or you know this honestly this is like I I don't even know if Christian was doing it yet but to me this felt like he wrote the book to turn into a movie I'm telling you page turners man he writes movies the book was sort of boring though I found it was weird and spent a lot of time inside things I didn't care about but when you translate that to a visual medium it's like oh this is perfect like this is a really the the ideas translate so much better to film than they do to books yeah i could see that i could see him like you know obviously i don't remember if i did read it but i do think i but i could see like talking about where they were smoking the cigarettes and the landscape like visually like just you can have that come across much better yeah and like the description endless pages of boys pulling hoses out of pipes just show it to me, baby. Yeah. I don't I don't need to hear the novel version of and then boy goes and pulls hose out of pipe. That's bigger true. bigger pipe. There's some structural stuff too, like speaking to what you're talking about, how like writing it for a movie. Like there's there's this pretty famous screenwriting book called Save the Cat. I don't know if you've heard about that book. I haven't. It's a very um it's a very like popular basic book for like early screenwriting stuff and it's called save the cat because the whole concept is like in movies you want to have your protagonist save a cat or do something like that metaphorically so that they're liked and i feel like the taking the, Mm. the thing out of the taking the hose out of the car is like mark's save the cat moment because he opens with like he's like kind of a mean big brother he makes his little brother smoke cigarettes with him that cigarette he's a little teeth but then it's like oh he saves the cat i literally was like saying that seven thirty tomorrow i was like oh we're saving the cat right now (laughs) sipping the coffee you got two cats next to you i got two it was very meta yeah 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 uh i do like that the cat in this case is a fat sweaty drunk pill chomping lunatic i know who also like doesn't care about taking down um, 
Yeah, I like that he's not like an innocent person. Like sometimes it's like, oh, like I'm a lawyer, I represent anybody, and like I'm representing the blade now, and <laughs> I just got. It's like no, this guy's a piece of shit, and he's like getting his, and also is a bad person, and like bringing the kid into that was so dark and like, like very uh, unique. I felt. Yeah, it was great. Another difference that that goes on and on in the book. It's like yeah. I, I'm an audiobook guy now, so I don't know how many pages, but it was just like 20 minutes of. Ugh boy getting beaten up and dragged around and their conversation just went on and on and it was like schumacher knew just like let's just yeah five sentences each let's get this guy out of here here's one thing like kind of sound design wise that this is so nitpicky but i never picked it up until watching it again maybe you should watch all movies bright and early maybe i should because i was sharp uh big guy right (laughs) drunk guy on drugs big drunk drug guy yeah that's him you, you don't hear him get out of the car You're when right. he snatches him you know what i mean he's in the car he he sees he sees the rustling like he knows that something's up right but like how does he like smooth like <laughs> slide out like sober well, come around the back and grab the kid like it's just suddenly he's just like magically out of the car and that part takes me out of it just a, a touch in that scene. I just wish there's a little, like, a little bit of a, or like, a little something that's, like, maybe he, like, slowly Or if he's the... just, like, farting and screaming. That would be great. Yeah, or just, like, or you hear it open. Man, yeah. I do like the farting. But you hear it open, and then, like, the kid gets caught on the fucking tailpipe or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Something yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's, it was just sort of, I like, like that. this Houdini thing. Or he accidentally gets, like, stuck under the car. Yeah, how do I get out of here? Yeah, exactly. And then Romy just grabs yeah. him by the leg Romy. and hangs him upside down, <laughs> shakes out all his money. He doesn't have any money though. Yeah, right. Yeah, because he's a poor, a poor guy. Yeah, yeah. But well, I think you answered your question earlier because in this case, Romy is also a cat. So if you just imagine him as a cat, a drunken, right. fat, right, drug chomper. Yeah, but he's a cat. Yeah. He slinks right out of that car. Yeah, never see him coming. That's true. But I did. I, I think introducing a character that is that unhinged without explanation is so fun. Like, oh, for sure, yeah. I, I'm just sort of. I was sick of the last two Grishams pretty early, and this one's just like, I don't know. I was having fun. Yeah, this movie's fun. It's uh, improvement on the book and great casting choices. Like the the fact that the mom also great actor. No, this must be one of her early. Yeah, roles. she's young in this. She's great. She embodies like that weird, like blue collar kind of down on your luck. Yeah. Which is also different. Pelican Brief Mm. and Mm -hmm. and The Firm is what I like to call these movies. There's white people in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's like so trivial. It's like, oh, they've got it all, but they had to put their home address on the brief or they had to take the high paying offer from the mob firm or whatever. Right. But this one's like an inverse. It's like totally inverted. It's like these Mm -hmm. people can't afford. They're just plopped like total fish out of water in like a, in a much more like interesting social way. Yeah. I was going to set this up to get more of a grand slam out of it. And like throughout the podcast, load up bases, people on the bases. But I guess I'll just get a, a, a just a, a single home run starter. Did I fuck up your grand slam? Uh, I mean, as long as I get the four points at the end of the day, I'm I'm okay. happy. Okay. Yeah. Maybe okay. I'll all just get homers. You'll have to let me know okay. if these are going over the wall. But like, if I'm what ever like saying? messing up your grand slam, just like you know, wave off. What's the, the pitch, sign? You know? Yeah. Just wave it off. Just give me one of these. And okay. I'll shut up. Okay. Just one of these. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 
I should try that with other people. Yeah. Just don't have AirPods in. They won't hear it. <laughs> um, so what was I going to... You were saying something about... The class thing. Right. So my big complaint last episode and the time before was characters whose either... Uh, their motivations are either boring and just greed-based or completely unexplained. Like in the Pelican Brief, we have two people that are just like running around for no reason. Yeah. And here it's like... I understand why people are doing things. It's completely motivated in a way where it's like, it's not like in, in the firm and Pelican brief, they make concrete choices that dig themselves their own grave. Like, even though it's accidental where it's like, this is just wrong place, wrong time. And then you really, it's really way more like the stakes are a lot higher because of it. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, a guy, uh, figures out postage stamp scheme to make money and move back to Boston. Hooray. Right. right. Or woman writes brief for some reason <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't give a fuck about the politics involved in the Supreme blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Here it's like, Oh boy accidentally gets involved in something and he's afraid for his life. Mm-hmm. And the book goes on and on about this story of a, like that was my big thing is like, how do you turn this story, which is at his heart boy knows more than he wants to tell. Mm hmm. And then agrees to be a witness protection. Yeah. And that's it. The book takes hundreds of pages to go from boy offered witness protection to accepting it with yeah. very little in the middle that made any like difference. Yeah. And here, I actually think they took that by not really even offering witness protection until closer to the end. Yeah. I think it was a, a better way to tell this story. I agree. And they really motivate it because it's like at first it's just like, oh, if I don't say anything, nothing happens. But then it gets much more complicated and and they really show that like, you know, how he gets there. I just I'll also say, though, it is kind of like inadvertently it's it's kind of messed up how like the whole thing with with like Tom Cruise in the firm and with Julia Roberts in Pelican Brief, it's sort of like oh, but our lives are so charmed and good. Like, witness protection is so bad. In I know. In this movie, it's like, oh, you're like trailer park, so witness protection's like a gift. You can, like, reinvent yourself. It's yeah. like, oh, that part's kind of like, they don't say it like no, that. No, totally. It, it's like that theme is sort of like a bummer where it's like, oh, yeah, well, they've got nothing to lose, unlike Tom Cruise did. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to, that was another, I think, base guy set that. I, I didn't wave it, it off. Too late. I, I like, well, I'll give you it know? to you. We're sharing. As we learned earlier, I read Red Wall so that you didn't have to. Well, you can get two some people on base now. Yeah, hmm, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I can't forgive that. <laughs> um, how about uh, another like logic thing? When he shoots the window out, it's like mm. you're trying to kill yourself with the gas, and then he puts a hole in the in the window dude, of the car. Dude, like, that's Romy just, like, is a dumb drunk. Romy's dumb. He's bad at, he at suicide. Incredible. My favorite part when he's when he's got the gun and then boy takes the gun yeah and he just fucking throws pills down his mouth and just shot me bullet 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 I was like hell yeah Romy I'm not pulling the trigger we're going out for a drink after this you're awesome what a great character actor yeah he's and that's the thing you have a movie that has like forty people in it and you bust out some great character actors I didn't know this guy but like Patton's in it. Oh, I know. Pat um, is great. He's so we'll talk good. About that um, there's a bunch of guys. The guy who's like the weird haired guy. We've got some Bradley Whitford. Yeah. 
What uh, about the like? It must have been early in his career. But what about like William H Macy in this what? movie? Just like for like what? four seconds. Yeah, he's just like I went to medical school. <laughs> no, you didn't, William. <laughs> it's so funny to see like an all an actor's job is is to pretend to be someone else, and William H Macy will never play a convincing doctor. <laughs> no, I definitely would be like, no, man, you are not a network for me. It's I did like, not believe it for a second. Yeah, dude, I saw you in Shameless, man. You're not a doctor. <laughs> it's so I wonder what it is about him. That he he's never gonna vibe, Doctor. You think like, he's meek, right? Yeah, he just doesn't display. Yeah, I just don't like have confidence in him as a doctor. I don't know. Right. If you went to that, if like you set up an appointment, you're getting your new primary care physician. Yeah. And you walk in, and it's William H Macy. You're just like, oh god, like, dude, I need to get new insurance. Yeah. Get on a new plan. I agree. I don't. Yeah, he's. It's so. I don't know. And she's. Very convincing as the impoverished mother, and then yes. to act against William H Macy, it's I just know. like, were they supposed to like f- be flirting? I didn't even really get it because he comes charging through at the end with her and like yeah. under his arm. I know, even though he doesn't really provide great care to the brother. That's another thing about this that they kept from the book that I don't think translated as all. It's like, okay, so your boy has PTSD in the hospital and then William's just like but you must stay here 24/7 <laughs> the plan of care is like he's got to see mom that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's all that's all is going to work and that's not going to help yeah. but you're just going to make things better once we figure out how to get this boy out of coma yeah it's so funny cuz it's just like the the whole it, the plot sort of hinges on the mother not being available right so that she's never in court and that Reggie gets to take over as a mom character, which I think yeah. this, this is this is one of my basement too, I think. So yeah. okay, nice. I'm going to get him up to bat real quick. Yeah. But I don't think, maybe I'll put him in the, not the bullpen. Or maybe he could be pitching for the other team. I like it. Yeah. Great. So I'm going to put, or her, Reggie's going in the bullpen now. Okay. We might talk about her later. Great. Love it. But yeah, basically just like this idea that, maybe this is in Save the Cat, like, this idea of how do you make a character unavailable? Mm-hmm. They did not succeed. This whole concept of a woman yeah. being like, must be a, at the hospital all the time. Yeah. It's such a funny trick that didn't work, I don't think. Well, yeah, I would say, yeah, and Save the Cat, this would be kind of like, they call it like the B story. Like when Reggie comes on the scene as sort of like the, sometimes it's a romantic thing, but sometimes it's just like an interesting kind of side story. So I would say like that kind of, mom reggie dynamic would be kind of the b story in act two okay yeah but just like there's got to be a better way to take someone out of a story yeah i know because the stakes are very high and like yeah her job is important but like her kids like on death's door and her other kids like life is threatened Mm -hmm. in the book reggie gets uh gets the mom payment while she's at the hospital does some like more sneaky blackmail or something Interesting. At she goes and visits the boss i'm glad they took it out it would have been yeah a, yeah uh, so far the two grisham movies have been very long and i'm glad this one came in under two hours i was right at so two. excited to see it at two i yeah i don't have much tolerance for a two plus hour movie unless it's epic you know what i mean but yeah like, like Ben yeah, Grisham, Her. Grisham does not write two plus hour movies that you know no. need to be. They should all be ninety minute just yeah. burners. You they throw should just them on. be briefs. You read right. Yeah. 
it's like a legal brief. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's still it's I like her character and I love when uh, she's just like, oh, here's some Valium. Pop it yeah. down. That was yeah. great. Yeah. I should yeah. go to more hospitals like that. I know. Just sit down, have some Valium, yeah. kid. I love the nurse. In the book, pages describing <laughs> how nurse. sexy the nurse is. <laughs> I love, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite lines is when, when, uh, when Mark asks the nurse if she's married and she goes, sometimes. Wow. Such a great line. It's just yeah. like, again, it's similar to what you're saying about about Romy in the car where it's like the backstory is just like so rich and like that subtext of like, Oh, what's her home story? Like she's right. like some husband that like only gives her the time of day and isn't that faithful. Like sometimes, you know what I mean? Like who knows? such a great, like, Oh, like interesting. And it's, it's a good pull from the book to like pull out this, <clears throat> sorry, not to date the podcast, but we're in the middle of Hayes town. And my, this is the bad time to be podcasting. Good setting for a Grisham movie, though. Hayes Town. Hayes comes in from wildfires and then all hell breaks loose. Hell yeah. Or are you thinking Crichton? Maybe they could team up finally. Could be Crichton, yeah. Because I feel like if you look at the Crichton verse versus the Grisham verse in the early 90s, you're talking, I know we already started to do this, but I looked at the list. It's just like you have a lawyer running away from mob, a lawyer running away from president. Yeah. And then Crichton's like, People running away from dinosaurs. Right. Or like bacteria. Yeah. It's like, I don't really understand why Grisham got this way, but hey, people like it. Also, this is the only Grisham movie so far to include a scene in a trial. Mm -hmm. Not a trial, because this wasn't a trial, but like both The Firm and Pelican Brief didn't actually have any legal shit. Mm. And I find it really interesting that the most legal movie so far has also been the most personal yeah true it's i'm glad it's sort of i think once we get to reggie we can sort of see how well it worked but i do appreciate that this is the most human expression of this and it's also somehow still incorporates the like trial scenes that we haven't really gotten yet which i think is what grisham became really famous would he no he didn't do a few good men no that's some other person a few good men i think was uh, written by sorkin that's right. Was but I don't know Sorky if it was Sork. based on a book, though. I don't think so. I think it's just yeah. straight out of Sorkin's beautiful brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, I, 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 since I hadn't seen the client in a while, like I was sort of waiting for the, for the sergeant character to like be more. Like I thought that might be like a, a darker character because he's pretty dark. It's all the like when he like has Who? a little. The Pat, the Will Patton, you know the Sart, the, oh, hell the, yeah. the cop. When he says that stuff about like the little electric chair, and yeah, stuff. Dude. Like I was like waiting for him to be part of like Barry the Blades like gang or something. I love just, that he wasn't. He just was like a shitbag cop. I know it was kind of nice. It was a bit of a red herring there in terms of like. But it's I picked up on that too. The book, he's nice. Grisham mm, makes up to be this nice cop, oh. and I love that Schumacher's like, no, this guy's yeah. like really slimy. Gets the the can the sprite can yeah and he it's like he threatens him and then he beats his mama yeah i mean that's still that's from the book but someone else does it in the book yeah i love that they just like turn will Will Patton's so good oh i know i had this um this sort of ritual now because it's always available on uh, as an audiobook and it's only two hours long when i can't sleep i just take out of the library train dreams and it's read by will Patton. (laughs) 
So I actually, I, I couldn't fall asleep last night. So I listened to like the first hour of oh Train Dreams by Dennis Johnson. That's hilarious. Had some nice patent, patent sleepy time. That's great. It is really good. But can you imagine Will Patton as the evil cop reading me Train Dreams at night? Oh, no. God. I couldn't fall. I would never fall asleep. Yeah, it would be what causes your insomnia in that case. Yeah. That's why actors, other than William H. Macy, yep. uh, can just embody anything. They can be yep. uh, old-timey Western novel guy or sort of weird cop. Yeah. What about... Um, I love the introduction to bury the blade that <sighs> like the maraschino cherry oh my god schumacher knocks us out of the park in so many scenes. Uh, what's his, is that anthony Peg, what's the actor's name so yeah it's a good question yeah um, he's so good he's really good in this but grisham's care grisham's bad guys we talked about this last time his bad guys are like so offbeat like kind of like lame white dudes yeah. that like actually scary in a way that's like that's just like very original, but also sort of like really. You're right. Barry the Blade. We're talking. What's his name from the firm? The diabetes guy. Yes. In menacing, but like, why are you like? like I would never in a million years have thought to cast that guy no. as the security with those A one C results. No, no way. No. Yeah, and yet he's when he says what not. I'm just like, <laughs> I could. I can't come that day. <laughs> It's so scary. <laughs> the worst whatnot ever. Yeah. Uh, and then you get, uh, let's find his name, Anthony LaPaglia. Yeah. Anthony so LaPaglia. Such a great character. Such an imbecile, but also very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And you get both senses all the time. Yeah. So good. You think yeah. he's going to be like menacing, smart, perfect bad guy. Because you meet him, and he's wearing no shirt. Yet an alligator skin suit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just strolling through New Orleans. Oh my god. And he like owns that block. Yeah. You know? the, he's the high fiving the kids. Like you can just he's doing that cartel. You can just tell like cartel wise, like he's like giving the kids money all the time, probably like that. Just people are just like, Yeah, this yeah. guy's good. And then the FBI Oh my god. They sneakily filming him. Yeah. And, then and he, he grabs his penis yeah. at him. He shakes his penis at the yeah. FBI. Oh, he's such a guy. Yeah. Love it. And then later in the movie, he just gets like his uncle's like, you're such a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> and he's like, I know. I'll get the body. I know. I will fuck up again, daddy. So it's it's great that Schumacher sees like all these characters aren't like from, we haven't even brought up Tommy Lee Jones, but like all these people are good at some things, bad at other things. Yeah. And I think he really brings out the, that personality and everyone everyone's sort of flawed and everyone's just barely hanging on yeah it's yeah. really great character work except i would say i love bradley whitford right that's his name oh yeah what i've learned don't make him pretend to be a southerner oh yeah i know he's I know. so juicy when he's just him yeah i've never really seen him do accent work before and yeah i've really only seen what west wing is like the big thing yeah and he was a great data in in uh get out oh yeah and he was so funny in cabin in the woods like he when he's just himself he's just so fun and here he's like you're not from mississippi bradley yeah stop talking like that there's a bit of a bummer yeah he doesn't have that many lines though i know what do you think about the guy who had no lines uh, Tony Edwards? I don't know. I, I didn't. It's the one of the FBI guys who's uh, always in the room. 
Oh, and he okay. never says a single thing in the whole movie. Yeah, I think that's I think that's like kind of a nice detail because like that's kind of how these yeah. these squads are. The power dynamics. Yeah, there's just a person that's just like sitting there like doing nothing but doing everything too. Um, I thought you were talking about Anthony Edwards, who's like Susan Sarandon's like kind of right hand. Oh, I like, love Clint. But he just like you know he's just sort of just around and he, Clint's you know, great. Yeah. Makes a good cup of coffee. Yeah, has a car she can borrow yeah. just a nice guy just a nice guy he's just there in the book he has more of a backstory he's like a divorced 40 year old that's a secretary and the kid's like why are you doing a woman's job <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't know i'm just trying to figure out my life well that's a great co- yeah that's a great compliment to reggie for sure yeah exactly he's like, yeah and then he in this in the movie that still carries over he's like Hey secretary, get me get me your lawyer. I need a lawyer. And she's yeah. like, "Well, mas- Mister, I'm uh, I am a lawyer. What? You're a woman. <laughs> you can't be a lawyer." Yeah. And then it's it's a great scene. She's like, "Well, all your all the lawyers you hate have been men, so maybe you should yeah. give me a chance." Maybe so this is a good, good time to bring up Reggie. Get get her out, get her on the mount. Because I found, on the one hand, I really like Susan. She does a great job. Yeah. And it's a very emotional story, but it's just like, it's sort of annoying that the only time, well, so far Grisham includes a woman, a lawyer is to be basically just become a mom. Yeah, I hear you there. And she's not a very good lawyer. You know, like Tom Cruise is really good in the firm. Yeah. And there is no real equivalency in the Pelican Brief because it's just like completely random and everyone just sort of is dead or boring. Yeah. But here, just like to compare her to Tom, like he's smooth, he's smart, he figures everything out and he gets away with it. Susan's a drunk. Yeah. And the only, like she has her mom, she she lives with her mom and the way she cares, she only does children's cases and she always likes to bring them home and be yeah. a caretaker. Yeah. She accomplishes nothing. All she does is to like attempt to get like legal stays and the yeah. judge is always like, no, that's fine. <laughs> Heard, but no, you're overruled. Yeah. And then... The boy figures everything out. Yeah. So I don't know. I I like the character. I just am a little bummed that he yeah. uses the, just like, oh, you're going to be a woman it's, lawyer. Yeah, it's maybe a little too heavy handed because I do like the whole backstory about how she loses her own kids. And maybe, yeah. maybe it's like through her professional work, she tries to fill that void. But it's like she goes too far and they it doesn't pay off. Like I th- I I had a big problem at the end where she says like I love you too to him. Where it's like come <laughs> on, he's your client. You right, know he's what called I mean? the client. Like, yeah, like easy here. You know, like don't get disbarred over this. You know, it's just sort of like I feel like it, it should be this more sort of like this is this is her cons- you know her consolation prize. She messed everything up and now she can just sort of help some kids. Ter- you know, in tertiary ways. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's a I just found it a little bit of a bummer that she didn't have like I don't know. It's like I don't it's complicated because I like her character and I think the fact that she like lost her children in the divorce and became a drunk, it's like these are all things that Susan Sarandon really carries into the character and does a yeah. good job. Yeah. But the fact that so far with Grisham, the this like oh woman I mean, I, I, maybe I'll be proven wrong later, but so far, just to have the only woman main character lawyer just be basically a bad lawyer mom, yeah. bad lawyer, good yeah. mom. It's just like, okay, sort of yeah. lazy storytelling. Yeah. Be a good there. lawyer. I know. Yeah. Don't be a, like, she, ha- she has a mom and his yeah. mom is really cool. Yeah. 
Like she, he doesn't, and that whole like tension between the moms or she had Marie calling her mom yeah. between Reggie and the mom. It's like, it, that's interesting, but I don't think it should have been the actual story. That's like an interesting part about this movie. That's a lot different than the other ones is like pretty much everyone's bad at their role. Yeah. You know, Romy's bad at what he was hired to do. I mean, he's great at chomping and, and screaming that. though. But Mark Sway, which by the way, great name. Mark Sway mm-hmm. is bad at being a brother. Uh, <laughs> but he's also good at being a brother. He is, but but same thing with like all of them. The yeah, mom's all... bad at being a mom, but She's good, good at, at being it. a mom. Susan Sarandon's bad at being a lawyer, but good at being a mom. Like they're all, you know, Barry the Blade's bad at what he does. But he's good know, at but he's it good. too. It's like everyone, Tommy Lee Jones, they all, they all are like bad and good. It's weird. Yeah, it's really great. I think it's a, I think that's why this movie is so much more captivating is that everyone yeah. was so much more complicated yet. I think you nailed it was when so far every character is good at being boy, bad at being boy, good yeah. at being a mom, bad at being a mom, good at being a gangster, bad at being a gangster. Reggie's, bad at being a lawyer good at being a mom mm-hmm. so her complication feels a little more fake and mm-hmm. shoved into it like i'd love to see her command a courtroom while yeah. also struggling to like struggle with this feeling of like i want to take care of this kid because i've lost mine and mm-hmm. blah 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 i know she shines in that first scene when she sends him in to bug them yeah you know but then after I that guess, no you're, you're right. right it's all but after that it's just sort of like again yeah the stays the like kind of laying the kid be like can i ask the fifth and she's like yeah i didn't think on that yeah and it's a little more in the book i think she gives him more advice but yeah she sort of just i mean the book is ridiculous at the end they they both they go to new orleans like they do in the movie and She's just cowering in fear, and I liked in the movie that she like grabs the gun. It's like I'll blow your fucking balls yeah, off, dude. Yeah, yeah. She should have. Yeah, no. Why didn't she? Well, because and they, there's some nice things there about like that's not who who we are, right. you know. Like that's not who he is when he has the chance to kill Romy and like save himself, you know. I think the blade would have been able to kill both of them. Probably they were yeah. like. Yeah. closer than we are yeah and they're just like messily handing the gun back and know, forth that's and true he could have acted on that i, I think, think. So. especially he's the blade yeah i know bear the blade bury the blade what's the have you seen snatch uh yes who's the what's is boris the blade oh yeah what's your which quick quick blade cornered and then of course there's blade from blade oh yeah, yeah, yeah. who's your of those three who, who's the you favorite rank, blade rank the blades i think blade <laughs> has to be number one okay because it's not a nickname. Yeah. It's name. And then I think Barry the Blade takes number two. I don't know. You're into Barry the Blade. I think so. Wow, we have a really different ranking. I'm Boris up top. Love Boris the Blade. Uh, then I would go with Blade and then put Barry okay. at the bottom. Well, this is why we're not actually cousins. Yeah. Well, we, we each embody different versions we're soul of ourselves. Cousins, but I think not. what happens when we die and you go to your Jehovah's Witness heaven right. or hell right which is just sure. the door you just sit outside the door you actually enter into my heaven which is just the projection booth at your local theater and then we combine and turn into one and just mean projection knock, knocking on the door of the theater <laughs> being like you there charles yeah <laughs> oh come on in and then we'll become a, the projectionist yeah with a capital p that's great that's how all projectionists are made it's one jehovah's witness and one what is my religion i just call it Cinema. One follower of cinema. Cinema. Uh, cine, cine, cinist. 
Yeah, cinemist. You're a cinemist. I'm a cinemist. Which kind of sounds like you believe in cinnamon. Yeah, I do, though. Very strongly. <laughs> I should probably point out I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know me. I just don't want this to, you know, I know these things can spiral. That's true. I don't want this to come back. Something good happens to me and someone <laughs> does a deep dive, you know? Oh, no. He's a strict Jehovah's Witness. In fact, he's <laughs> the one that started inviting people over. Pretty funny. He was on SNL until the Grishamverse <laughs> thing leaked. And uh, you think they get, you think Jehovah's Witnesses aren't getting any action these days? And like, uh, you know, we're not. They're evolving. I'm saying like, could you get canceled in? Probably liberal what is it called hollywood hollywood yeah yeah would you get a jehovah's witness you get an acting gig and suddenly you're out never be so sure never be so sure you know okay well you're um officially not a jehovah's witness you've never seen him (laughs) they came to my door recently they invited me to jesus's resurrection well you actually had a jehovah yeah two very nice young kids knocked on my door and said we'd love to i was like oh i thought they were like bernie they look like bernie canvassers you know even though there wasn't an election like i was like really oh, so they're not doing like, the, the suit and ties anymore mm, i don't think they, they they were dressed up but i don't think they were that dressed up i just thought they were like doing some kind of political thing and then they were like you're invited and i was like cool something <laughs> and then it was like to the anniversary of jesus death or whatever and i was like yeah. oh thanks i was cool with them it was very you know you got put mm-hmm. yourself out mm-hmm. there you know i give them a lot of credit i didn't go so we can invited. strongly say that you're not a jehovah's witness but you are cool with them i am a you got agnostic the ally of them <laughs> <laughs> you got the invite and you turned it down yeah that's smart they obviously had never seen a jew before <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been like, oh, no worries, wrong address. Like, oh, my bad. <laughs> yes. Um, I think you. it's smart to keep the invitation. Because, you know, sometimes that Saturday night comes along and nothing better came along. For sure. So you could still go. Yeah. And that's what's interesting. It was punch. a Saturday for them. Huh. I think. That's weird. I know. I don't know anything about it. I've never seen one. Well, maybe I have. I just wouldn't know it. But they're always, they're, they're sort of like us. They go around in pairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they usually have AirPods that don't work. They're just like us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do we get to Jehovah's Witnesses from? Because uh, you are one. And then you are one. one. You are one and you are one. Right. Sort of like all these characters. Right. Yes. I'm a good Jehovah's Witness and a bad Jehovah's yeah, Witness. Yeah. Inside all, all of us is a good Jehovah's Witness and a bad. That's probably why mm. they come in pairs. Mm. Do you think one's good Jehovah's Witness, bad Jehovah's Witness? Yeah, like it got back. <laughs> yeah. So they come in, one's thrashing you, and then the other one comes over. You and... invite them to Jesus' death. I'll disinvite them. <laughs> I always disinvite them. Damn it. You don't think they switch? I don't think I would switch. I think uh, I would get really good at being good uh, Jehovah's yeah, Witness It'd be too bad. confusing, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? It's like the ambidextrous Jehovah's Witness. You can go in, you could do both. That'd be yeah. so good. That'd be great. Yeah. When you're projecting when we are projectionist, when we become the projectionist, yeah. What movie do you think we should show? So this is an afterlife cinemas movie? Well, I think we're showing it to a normal alive people. But basically From the afterlife? In my religion, yeah. So once okay. we die, two halves become the whole and that okay. becomes the projectionist. Yeah. There are thousands of projectionists. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a very strange hierarchy. There are there are levels above projectionists, but that's sort of what if you're a good cinemist, cine, yeah, cinemist. Well, I know the very like on the nose one that I just rewatched recently. 
ghost. Ghost. Yeah, we did, um, Josh and I did a, a birthday brawl many years ago where we each watched each other's birth year's highest grossing movie. Oh, funny. And we did a head-to-head. You were born in? 84. 84. I'm 85. I got Back to the Future versus Ghost. <sighs> well, yeah. that's, a, that's a big matchup. It is. I mean, Back to the Future won for yeah. me. Yeah. I didn't really like Ghost. I thought it was all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of fun. It's, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's, it's a very crazy. strange movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's such it's a, a lot 90s. going on. Yeah. It's rare to I, get that level of like 90s-ness or decade-ness right at the start of the decade. Yeah. It felt didn't feel at all like an 80s movie anymore in a lot of ways. It's got some Grisham tones. Like I I, I forgot that it was so violent and like yeah. scary. I just remembered it as like, oh, he dies and like their love lives on. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they fuck pots together. Yeah, exactly. I didn't remember any of the like sketchy fucking and there's like crime stuff. Yeah, gangster stuff. Yeah. God, so much gangsters happening. Yeah. These gangsters, you mentioned this earlier, brilliant casting. Mm-hmm. Mole guy. Oh my God. Mole guy. I love mole guy. I can't look at anything else. Right. And then it's so good because he's wearing the mask. Yeah. I love that scene. But I wrote the, that. That's something I wrote down. I was like, the elevator knife scene is classic Grisham. So good. And the red light. And oh, it's great scene and it's like that's i mean that's what movie shine is like oh this kid's gonna die there's no way he's gonna get out of this one you know it's just like such yeah. like the other thing i noticed about grisham he loves a good stairwell chase should we i'm in the i'm sort of it's hard to do i don't know if we can do this every time but so far we've had three movies three running scenes yeah and it's great i honestly this might have been better than tom cruise because in tom cruise he just oh, no the ending's good but he, this like this guy's gone par with Tom Cruise. The fucking yeah. running through the morgue scene was awesome. Yeah, it's a cool one. Good stairway chase. Yeah, shot yeah. well. That weird that this church church not really I, church. It's like a church hospital. The location was strange when he's in the stairwell. I was like, wait, what? Like this is connected right. to the same building. This is a derelict like yeah. uh, attic space in a in a giant cathedral. It felt like. Yeah, it's so cool. It's such yeah. a great setting. Yeah, I really liked the just it's so simple when the boy catch traps the man it's just like i don't need much more than that in a movie yeah for sure you get me a boy versus man yeah and the boy traps the man in a in a in a cold closet yeah yeah. that's awesome yeah i loved it yeah i thought the resolution was good another weird grisham thing they always like gets sent off on some transportation far away. <laughs> it's like all three of these movies, it's yeah, like yeah. the drive back to Boston, right. the like she's flown somewhere you'll never find her, tropical, and then now this like witness protection plane. It's just like he's he loves these like he loves these like transportation is the resolution. Yeah, I hope that continues because I do in the book they make it very clear when he drives away with Reggie to New Orleans. Yeah. The book does one of those things, which I find interesting when you're doing a a third person past tense novel. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it goes, he will never see Memphis again. Right. It's right. like, whoa, yeah. why are we jumping? It's like this like glimpse of the future. Yeah. It's It can be really cool. And sometimes it feels really weird. You know, one, one thing about the location, I think, I think also, I mean, this needs to be kind of fact checked a little more, but I feel like, (sighs) I feel like one of the reasons why I think Grisham kind of like caught some fire too, is like, there's a lot of like, 
geographical things that you didn't see a lot of. Mm -hmm. You know, like the South. The the South. Like they (laughs) just never based anything there unless it was like deliverance. You know what I mean? But it's like every movie is like it's shot in LA, it's shot in New York, or it's shot in Toronto to be New York, or it's shot in Vancouver to be New York. And it's like, or it's in like, somewhere or like middle of nowhere any town usa or like that yeah yeah yeah. like yeah the south is um like memphis is such a great location just like really just seeped just steeped and whatever seeped and steeped both and all the things they rhyme and they both work i think seeped i think steeped is the right word but you want it seeped also you could say New, new orleans and memphis seeped into the celluloid like that yeah and you're a real cinemist yeah exactly everything comes back to it i think tommy lee jones did a pretty passable southern accent <laughs> not too shabby yeah he's he's had that accent in a lot of movies yeah like yeah it was fine yeah it wasn't as bad as bradley's uh and apparently i read some trivia that uh schumacher and i think grisham too they were like we can't get a famous boy mm. this must be a real trash boy from mm. the South. So how did they find him? Thousands of applicants or whatever. Wow. Not applicants. Technically an applicant, but yeah. But I mean, Brad, Brad Renfro, that must have been his big, like, I mean, he had a career after this. Do you know the sad story of Brad? I didn't mm-hmm. know about it till I... I don't know. I, I do know like that. Now that you say that. Yeah, the sad story of Brad. He died oh, in shit. 2008. Drug the overdose. Drugs. Uh, I was reading about how like they did this big investigation afterwards thinking that, I mean, it probably came out in a weird political time, but it's like child actors are not being taken care of, which I think is probably true. And all these stories about how like he was offered drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. when he was 12 or 13 and people were like being sexually forward with him. But he was also like, he's like, he's very confident young boy. So everyone thought he was, 16 it's like okay you're still like 16 is still not 20 right what are you doing guys so yeah um, apparently james franco got a brad tattoo oh wow yeah i I guess he was a big deal like this like super quick rise to fame as a young actor and then oh that's so sad died yeah i hate to think about that you see him on celluloid and then that's 14 years later it's over for him you know i know yeah and he's really Maybe not really good, but like he's he's great. He's yeah. yeah. You know what? He's for the great. kid, for a kid, the, this kid from like middle of nowhere that they found, like I don't know. It, it's pretty. It's pretty convincing. It is good, and I like that the book spent a lot of fucking words getting the feeling of I'm smart and I lie and I'm good at that, but I'm also mm-hmm. scared. And I think the movie does such a great job of quietly telling the story of a kid that is forced to do much more than he should have yeah. to do. But before, like the fact that his dad's been absent and the story in the book is so much longer and annoying where he's like, tells us no one would ever tell this story the way he told it, like about beating up his dad with a baseball bat. It's endless. And here it's just like a very quick, like, you yeah. know, you know, you have to do this shit and then you suddenly have to beat your dad with a baseball bat. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Oh, wow. But that's what's so nice is that, like, in film, that's just more apparent. In a book, like, there's no one there to be like, there's too much fat here. And I think that's what's nice about taking that source material is that you just cut all the fat and then suddenly you have all the beats that that make sense and all the things can be distilled. That's a great vegan and, I guess, whiskey metaphor. Mm. You cut the fat off the beef and then you're left with just beets. Yes. 
Oh, that's nice. And then you get to still, you get to yeah. take a bunch of corn and something for everyone on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We've been watching Poker Face. Have you, did you watch that? No. Got to the weird vegan episode. It was very strange. It's, oh. it's the Ryan Johnson, like, oh. better than, are you a Glass Onion fan? Or fan I liked of, the first one. The, I had a lot of problems with the second one. I know some people, I, I mean, a lot of people loved it. it. I really didn't like it. It's, it's bad. Shit. I thought the first one was so well done, and the second one just like meandered and just like yeah. there's no plot. It was intentionally like it was one of those movies that I like it in Star Wars because his Star Wars movie is like, hey everyone, this sort of sucks, and <laughs> we could have way more fun with this shit. Yeah, because I agree. I don't think Star Wars is very good, and it was fun to see someone sort of call attention to that. Mm-hmm. But Glass Onion was just like. What if we made the easiest crime to solve and then that made that a two hour movie? A guy being like, This is the easiest crime to solve. No. What I are you know. all doing here? It's like, just like <laughs> broke sucks. all the rules for the wrong right. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but if you like Ryan Johnson doing that, sh- like, have you seen Brick? Yes, I've seen Brick. I like Brick. Great. And Poker yeah. Face, the first episode is written, directed by Ryan. It's like, I oh, think the cool. best thing he's done since Brick. Okay, cool. Very like fun. That. Yeah. What's it on? It's I could it could be on Plex. <laughs> I think it's a peacock adventure. Okay, peacock. Are, you, are you a peacocker? No. What do you what do you what you subscribing to? I mean, we're getting I, personal here. I've got pod. Netflix. Okay. R.I.P. to all the people who used to have my password because that's you know, it's gone. Netflix dropped the hammer recently. How how are they doing that? They're just making you authenticate your devices basically and say. But can't it. you still do that? Well, but you can only, like, if someone tries to log in from a different, like, part IP of the, address. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, you're not, you know. Um, Damn, sorry. Got Amazon Prime. Yep. Uh, you, you Were you confused by the next iteration of HBO? Max, yeah. So, yeah, got Max. <laughs> Which was once HBO Now. I know, that's very confusing. HBO Go, HBO yeah. Max, and now just Max. Yeah. Which is confusing because Cinemax is still a thing, right? Yeah. What's their app so. called? I don't know. They're just trying to break everything up and then sell them individually, I think. You got to respect, though, Max not adopting the Plus. True. I feel like it's such a cowardly move to go Plus. I know. We have Apple Plus, too, which actually is pretty good. But, like, Apple Plus shouldn't be called Apple Plus. They didn't have an Apple. No. Like, I there was no true. Apple, right? That's true. Yeah, that's true. I guess there was no Disney. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. It is weird. Good. No originality. Paramount Plus? Yeah. I mean, that was fun. That was a little more fun to say. Yeah. The, well, to make the, you feel even worse, I'm sure they hired some like very expensive firm to rebrand that for them and paid mm-hmm. them like $800,000 to like Throw add that little plus. Hell yeah. God damn they it. They tested with a bunch of people that were like, I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a huge fan of the end of this movie. We were talking plain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When... You see Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. such an asshole, sort of the whole movie. Yeah, fighting Reggie. Yeah, and then as soon as he gets what he wants, he's, he's I love him. He's so she like nice and just like his tie. Right. He offers her a job, and they're just like, oh, this was the game. Yeah. Like because that's the thing, and I found the book to be irritating. It's like Grisham's whole anti-government stance yeah. isn't quite as strong, but it's still like. The FBI is bad and they're going to offer you the witness protection, but it's going right. to suck. And then the right. movie to, for the book to end with him being like, Oh, actually I want to take the witness protection. It's just like, why did that, why was that 200 pages of plot where he's like, right. I don't want to work with the FBI. And here it's like, 
they don't make that the story. The story is, I don't want to talk because I'm going to die. Yeah. And then they find out all this shit, and then suddenly it's like, can we get this kid into witness protection? And they just, like, blitz through it. And then you sort of see the nice side of Tommy Lee Jones, where he's like, I do want this kid to be safe. And, oh, now that we're, everyone's happy. And I just sort of loved how they get along, and it was, like, such a funny look at this fight where they actually end up being both on the same side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, how did you, what did you think? Because, like, basically, the complexity is not that the boy wants the Barry to go get free. It's that he's scared. Right. So, like, Reggie and Tommy Lee Jones basically are on the same baseball team. Yeah. So, maybe we aren't actually against each other, and you're taking my homers away, and Reggie's not on the mound. That's a relief. They're playing, like, uh, like, Pandemic. Yeah, or yeah, they're on the same team, but it's like they're in it for themselves for a while. Okay, and they realize it's a team sport or something, you know. Mm. They've got contract negotiations coming up, so they're so all maybe, about their stats. Maybe they're playing mafia, and they're not sure mm-hmm. who's a mafia person. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh wait, it's so sleazy, I, I slimy guys." I think they're both also just relieved it's over. You yeah, know? it's such a great ending. Yeah, yeah. No one like they sort of win, but the win is. Uh, a guy who is probably going to go to jail is going to go to jail. And, oh, I never get to see this boy I love again. <laughs> How about his last line? I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that shit was sick. So funny. I really like that ending. That so and she's funny. just like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Tee, hee, hee, hee. Brad, yeah. you're going to do okay, Brad. Yeah. Uh, well, we've mentioned a lot of names. Do you have a did you did you have an MVP from your morning watch? You can't say coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I think like it's tough to it's tough to center on a single. You have to. Well, I did. You have to for the I, podcast. I, I did, but mine's a little weird because it's a very passive MVP. But my MVP is the little brother. <gasps> Because he just has PTSD through the whole movie. And yeah. then when he finally comes out of it, he has a new identity in witness protection. Wait, but he, he hasn't come out of it. But he's gonna. How do you know? He's gonna. He's got that nice private jet taking him somewhere. <laughs> he's like sort of looking relaxed. You think like, so? He's gonna come out of it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. It so, seems the, like a pretty intense. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna doubt him, but it does. It's like that is. I hope that doesn't go on for very much longer. But the reason why I think he's an MVP is because he gets to just skate above all of the mm. tents. He doesn't have, he doesn't feel threatened at all. Cause he's already like comatose. Yeah. So he gets to just like skate above all the drama. And suddenly he is, well, I mean, <clears throat> uh, I don't want to disagree with you. No, that's fine. But I can I tell you hate my MVP. Well, choice. no, I mean, <laughs> uh, I have to say that just because you're out of your PTSD coma doesn't mean you've suddenly survived your trauma. No, I believe for, he's going to be no, for very sure. fucked. No, for sure. I think what I'm saying, I think it's sort of like a pity MVP because what I'm saying is he's going to be re-traumatized again when they're like, no, your name uh. is now Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying like he's he just got to skip. No, like he's like, he's like literally. I'm a trash boy. To yeah. oh, I get to be living in. Here's your new ID right. card, and like you can't talk about Memphis ever again. You know, can't do it. Like ha- he's gonna get PTSD all over again. So it's like I'm giving a preemptive MVP because it's just like this dude is fucked. 
You just give him the fucked card. Yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to be like, listen, let me soften this by you're the MVP. Oh, it's like a, I get it. Yeah. I get it now. It's like a participation you wake MVP. Up and it's like, here, you went yeah. through all this shit. Now, again, I'm sort of doubting it, but I, I don't know how traumatizing it is to watch Romy shoot himself. It seems like a I little know. bit overboard there, kid. Yeah, I know. I think it's because his brother was like almost killed and the gunshot goes off near the brother's head. I think it's more about like, oh my goodness. And also, I think like, you know, it's a great characterization of like, oh, this kid's kind of a coward and young. <laughs> like he's young, but he's like, he's not going to save his brother. He could do what his brother was doing, which Try. is take the thing out. You Wait, know? he didn't do it, right? I don't think he does. No, no. He, he gets scared. He gets too scared. He sort yeah. of starts to, but he's. In the know. book, he does it. In the book, that scene is endless, and he shoots the glass out, and ball before that, like, Romy's like, you feel that gas working? You feel the gas? And then he's like, I don't feel anything. I bet my brother fixed the gas pipe. You want to go to La La Land with me, boy? I love after with the cop in the car when he's like, I just, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see Romy or I saw Romy yeah. do it. And he's like, who's Romy? And I didn't mention Romy. She's like, that's when Will knew. Him. Will got him right got then. Him. They didn't even need the fingerprints in the car. They got him there with Romy. Yeah. There's a great, there's so much like, I love the whole thing throughout of people just like withholding information, but also just not being comfortable talking about stuff. Like I love like when Reggie asks the mom if she has insurance and she's like, that's none of your business, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Those are just some great exchanges. there, very like human and like believable and yeah. like, very restrained, repressed kind of characters. Yeah. 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 Those little details. Great. Like the walk-in closet again, sort of like mm-hmm. this movie is complicated. Like all of them politically. It's like, Oh, yeah. this, this person Every other character so far has hated the witness protection program, but, but these people suck. <laughs> right. They should be honored <laughs> yeah. to get this treatment. Yeah, exactly. But it is a nice, like, when Reggie's like, the house must be white and have a, a walk-in closet. You're like, great. that's nice. Yeah. She's going to like that in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who gets my pick. It's like a, it's this huge cast, a lot going on. Like, I, I'm sort of, I feel like I should doubt, like, try to one-up your shitty pick <laughs> and choose one that's even worse? Like, what do you think if I picked Elvis? I mean, I'd need an explanation. Did you notice all the Elvis shit? There's a lot of Elvis shit. A lot shit. of Elvis yeah. shit, Kind of cool. so weird. Kind of like, cool, yeah. There's the Elvis Pez dispenser, which when I yeah. saw it, I was like, that looks terrible. Yeah. That could not be an official one. It wasn't. They made yeah. it for the movie. Uh, Elvis is in jail. Yep. And then there's another Elvis thing. Yeah, no, that was cute. Oh no, no, Elvis isn't in jail. He's at the, he gets, he lets him go away because he's like, my guitar is broken. Right, you right. broke my guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I sort of like that shit in movies. I oh, feel like for that, sure. The little it's flavor, the world building, yeah, doesn't really happen as much as it used to in in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Yeah, no, it's true. There's been more of a drift away from like those kind of like, I always like those like random characters that get like their own little shine, you know. Yeah, I read some article today um, on IndieWire or something where it's like Christian Bale, old old men are confused by blue screens and green screens. It's awesome. Anthony Hopkins was like, I didn't fucking act when I was in Thor. They just like threw me in an empty room and, and gave me a beard and told me to scream. He's like, Why, what's the point of acting? That's funny. And I think that's sort of at where we're at right mm-hmm. now is yeah. like why the writer's strike is happening and... Mm-hmm. 
Marvel movies are bad now just because so like bad. you throw people in blue. Like, yeah, I, ugh, it's so frustrating. Like this is what we all saw when we watched Phantom Menace. It's like George Lucas telling people to act in a green space without anyone else. Right. right. And everyone was like, what are we, what? Yeah. This is what? Yeah. And all the acting is terrible. Yeah. And then oh, we've sort of point. figured out over 20 years, like how to make that space a much more actable space. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly Marvel's like, but what if we just made it like Phantom Menace again? <laughs> Have everyone just sort of be by themselves in green spaces. It's so true. Acting against nothing. Did you see Quantumania? No. It was insane. I've, I've never felt more disconnected mm. from my church. It was a sad day. It's not good. No. When they just, passed you the bucket, you didn't put anything in. Uh-uh. I just vomited straight in. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever done that in church. <laughs> yeah. And bucket pass, someone's hung over. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened a lot. Yeah, that's a good joke. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it was like I love me some Paul. Yeah, I I, I did I, before I saw Quantum Mania, I was like Paul can't do anything wrong. It was so bad, it's crazy, and it felt like it was written by a robot. Oh mm. yeah, there's nothing. It's it's refreshing watching movies like this, and just like I don't know that it. Just, yeah, shot on film. I know it's such a stupid thing to say, but like shot on film, I'm an old person. Yeah. It's so nice to see something that was shot on film. For sure. It feels so good to me. Yeah. I don't know why. It just feels so textural and the colors feel like, I know it's digitized and compressed mm-hmm. and all this bullshit, but you can still feel that this mm-hmm. was shot. Oh, totally. The texture's there for sure. Yeah. It's just nice. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it was nice seeing Tommy and... Susan yeah. and Brad. Just once, and, once again, just everyone shows up for Grisham. Like yeah. all these actors are just like, sign me up again for like another banger cast. My theory is that that guy in the room uh, that didn't say anything is just like they ran out of budget to spend <laughs> on actors. And like, yeah, w- we'd like to have you, but you can't speak. Right. You, there's like a different pay rate for right, right, speaking. Yeah, yeah for so sure. They're just like, you just can't talk. Yeah, or he had some on. talking lines, but they were not good lines, and they just cut him. You yeah. Know? He could or be he in just... the director's cut. He could have a huge oh, part. He had a squeaky He could be like, you want voice. some cream for the coffee? <laughs> yeah, director's cut is all that guy. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to give it to Elvis. I will give it... My MVP, I think, has to go to the sad story of Brad. I think yeah. Brad... This, I think they were right. If you'd gotten a Macaulay Culkin or whoever else was big in 1994... It wouldn't have worked. And yeah. I think having like a sad sack, no name. And it's always so impressive. It's like the little kid in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. You know? It's like there's those kids that just come out of nowhere right. and you're just like, wow. The little kid yeah. in Alien vs. Predator 2. The... <laughs> Are you asking when will it end? Like, do you want more? Like, I think so far we've seen the Grisham, like fucking, as you've said, very mm-hmm. nicely. Like the yeah. transportation ending is like, what are you doing? Like, there's no story left. You yeah, can't yeah, yeah. pull these characters back, I don't think. Yeah. So I'm not. I think this is a good one and done. But I do too. It's sad with the Renfro thing. I think that's the only thing that pulls in my heartstrings a bit where it's like, oh, I sort of wish it wouldn't end because, like, it sucks that his life ended, you know? Oh, I see. You're, like, but, really tapped into, like, you're giving the MVP to an act, like a child actor character because you want to make sure he feels okay. And you're you're almost saying, when will it end? Just so that you can hope that, that an, will resurrect perhaps. I'm an empath, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cinematic empath. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's such a great... Uh, what, his favorite line, I love this line so much. Keep the dollar, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's so he's great. so good. And this, the he's line so, where he's he just like... commits. Like, you know. Ugh, 
when he's talking about witness protection, he's like, I got to wear a fake mustache and move to New Jersey. It's just like, I don't know. He, 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 he lists the places where he's like Canada or Connecticut or like, yeah, so much better than like, I don't know if you're a Terminator two person, but like comparing mm-hmm. him to the idiot from Terminator two is it's just like, Oh yeah. God, yeah. so much better. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Brad, you get it. It doesn't bring you back from the dead, but at least maybe when you're in, when you're a, as a projectionist somewhere, or if you've, ascended to the higher levels totally of cinema cinnamonist yeah then you'll feel this cinemania what's next what's next i got the list somewhere uh i'm ha- I'm, ha- I'm having fun in the grisham verse i good i'm glad you're back i felt after pelican brief i thought i like ruined your life right the firm sort of fun but really makes me uncomfortable watching it and the pelican brief was like fuck i I'm so I I'm never coming back. I was gonna just send a like mail a body that looked sort of like me <laughs> to do the podcast. But no, this was fun. I had a, I I had um I had fun watching this movie. Looks like fun. time. Looks like time to kill is next. It is, and it's a Schumacher double Schumacher Schuma- double Schumacher. <laughs> I'm gonna give a little tease before we go because I read this book as well. I didn't like it. Mm. I found it to be bonkers. So I'm excited. To, I see Schumacher improved the client yeah and i'm really excited to see how he's going to improve a time to kill hell yeah hell yeah this is great it's can't fun. wait really fun time to kill it's coming up <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry about your grandson yeah that's all right